All right, we are back once again with an extra special episode of the Partners First Podcast. This is going to be a listener request episode, John. You ready to rock and roll with us? I love listener request episodes. All right, well, once again, I'm Matt Hutchinson, Mortgage Loan Officer with Sock Mortgage. And as always, join with my co-host, John Sock, owner of Sock Mortgage. And we are here to bring you your daily dose of mortgage needs. Well, it's not really a daily dose. It's a weekly dose. Weekly dose. Yeah, nobody can handle us daily. No, goodness, no. Goodness, no. So got some information on our downloads and our demographics. We got some updates I'd like to go over. Oh, yeah, so let's hear it. Let's hear it. We grew our German listeners by three listeners last week. We did it. We grew our American listening, the our North American listening, I should say, because this could be Mexico as well. Shout out to Nicole Sylvester, just moving to Mexico, looking forward to all those expats when they come home doing their mortgage through stock mortgage. But we have gained 30 North American. That's huge. So our German percentage has gone down, but you know we're still thriving in North America and Germany, which is right where you want a Michigan-based mortgage reason. company. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. good so, though. Yeah, yeah, they love us over there. They love us. We had some. We got some big news to announce right now. What's that? Our websites. Our new website is live. Oh, the new website is live. The new Sock Mortgage website is up and ready to go. So I want you guys to all check it out when you get a chance. Yeah, www.sockmortgage.com. Do you know it was only like two years ago that I learned you don't have to type www. before you type the web address? Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. My friend Bob made fun of me for quite a bit about that. That is um, a big, that's, that's a big miss there. That's a time saver. Big time saver for me. Really, really changed the whole game. I, I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, right? I, I had no idea. I thought you had W, it's like a, I thought it was like a zip code thing. Okay. Yeah. That's not. No, no. So we're going to dive into some things that listeners have asked us. I'm going to start with the very first question, which we had come up probably a hundred times out of these. John, how much money do I need to set aside to buy a house? And is that not the most loaded question in the mortgage industry? Yeah, the down payment question is like, uh, you know, the chicken or the egg, right? Mm -hmm. What what comes first? What do you need to do? It, it is. I mean, it, there's so many answers and it just comes down to what you're looking for. So what would you recommend our people that are, are asking that question? What's your initial Oh, boy. Thought? Okay. So, again, like I said, loaded question. Um, typically, you're getting asked that from first-time homebuyers. First-time homebuyers are looking to put 3% to 0% down typically. So, what I tell you, um, because a lot of people don't think on top of down payment, there's closing costs. There's right. establishing your escrow account. Right. Um, paying your first year of homeowner's insurance up front. Yep. There's an EMD. You might even have to pay your real estate agent a couple hundred dollars for their services. So what I tell people is a good rule of thumb is the price range that you're looking at, 5 to 10% of that is what you're going to need down. And that that's if you're putting zero down or the full 3% down. Now, there's different ways we can work the program out and you know different ways that we can adjust rates and adjust closing costs and stuff like that to make it work for you. But I think typically if you have at least 5% down, you're going to be able to get into the ball game and at least start looking around. 10% um, is a great place, but anything less than that 5% down, it puts you in a real tough spot and it puts you kind of up against the rock the whole time because you're trying to make sure you've got enough assets. You're worried about what about tax prorations? How much do I have to pay the seller back and stuff like that? So I think 5% is the absolute minimum. Yeah, I agree. And, it, and it's also important that whoever you're working with, that they put together a presentation of those numbers for you. Okay. Because there are so many different factors that go into what that bottom line number is that Matt was talking about, right? Absolutely. That's why there's such a big range. 
if you take a higher interest rate because you're okay with a little bit of a bigger payment, your closing costs tend to go down. If you are somebody that, hey, I want the lowest rate possible, the lowest payment possible, you're typically going to pay more in closing costs, yep. which is a part of your down payment. So the down payment just isn't as simple as what's my down payment. Exactly. It's what's my down payment, what's my closing cost, what's my rate going to be. So you want to make sure that you have somebody that's going to put that together for you. And we like to put together a buyer presentation for all of our clients yep. and show them two or three different options. So they know exactly what they're looking at, especially when they're getting pre-approved. Mm -hmm. So they know what their budget is when they go out there. The worst thing to do is go shopping just to find out that you can't even afford what you're going to buy. Right? Exactly. Exactly. There's no, you've got it in your mind where you're going to put the furniture in the house, what color you're going to paint the walls. And then someone comes back and goes, yeah, can't do that. Hope you're not out your EMD. So, you know, again, it's a lot of pitfalls that you can run into. But again, let's talk about with that down payment, you know, why is there that number in everyone's head of 20% down? Where did that come from? You know what? It's it's one of those things that developed in the 1950s. And for some reason, it still gets spouted off today. And I think it's just force of habit. A lot of people know now, I don't need 20% down to buy a house. So that the thinking has changed a little bit. People know they don't have to, but people get very frustrated by three letters, PMI. And what they don't realize is that it's really a gift on the house to be able to do it. It's really a great thing to have out there because of the changes that have been made. Um, and what PMI is, is private mortgage insurance. Anytime you put down less than 20%, there's private mortgage insurance on the loan. And it's an extra charge each month that doesn't go towards the principal. It doesn't go towards the interest, but it's an extra charge that you have on the mortgage that allows you to get in without the standard 20% down. And there's, yes, we can go, there's a million different programs that we can look at to try to avoid the PMI and everything like that. But let's just talk about PMI right now for purchases and refinances, because it's something that comes up a lot. It gives people a bad taste in their mouth when they hear PMI. I don't want to pay PMI. Listen, nobody likes paying extra, but what the PMI does is it allows you to really maximize your cash flow in terms of the payment on the house each month and what you have in the bank. So a little example right now that we were just looking at, a home buyer with putting just 3% down on the home, good credit, their PMI on a $200,000 home is under $85 a month. That's a huge difference. So we're, let's just use a $200,000 home for an example. 3% down is $6,000. 10% down on that is $20,000. So we've got a $14,000 change right there. That's a big difference. Big Absolutely. difference in, in cash. Absolutely. So $14,000. We're talking about it, you know, on a $200,000 home, that's a full year in reserves that you have in terms of mortgage payment yep. in the bank. The difference in payment with that extra amount that you'll put down, factoring in the PMI, $68 a month, John, on a $200,000 home, just under $70. Okay. So we're talking about $70 a month in monthly payment versus an extra $14,000 in the bank. I can do a lot more with $14,000 than I can on a $70 payment each month because, you know, unfortunately, that's what the cable bill fluctuates right. each month. But I personally think if you're putting... It, if you're putting less than 20% down and you're playing with those figures, work with your mortgage broker because there's the way that PMI has changed and the recent drop as well in the last week, which we're going to talk about, it has made it so cost effective to get into that home with 10% or less down and to save the additional money. Yeah, I agree. I mean, cash is, is king in this world. I mean, realistically, you think about it. 
gosh, what's that 20% equity going to get you if you, your furnace breaks down or your, you know, your engine blows in your car, right? Whatever that may be, right? Mm -hmm. Life events come up. You can't take the bricks. You can't take the equity to the house and, and, and go to the bank or go, you know, to your car dealership if you need a new car. This is the way to protect you and keep that money in your pocket. And also, I think a lot of people look at PMI and they think it's a negative, right? Yep. But it, it's just an insurance that you're paying to that mortgage company, paying the, to that lender to protect you because they're lending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, there were times where people would default on homes left and right, and they needed that just to keep afloat. So, yeah, granted, nobody wants to pay extra. But when you think about it, if they didn't have that insurance, you wouldn't even have the option to do anything less than 20% down mm -hmm. or if you didn't have that insurance, they would, they would, you know, jack up your rates, yep, two, three, absolutely. four, 5%, whatever it is. Now you're looking at seven, eight, 9% mortgage rates. So you have to kind of weigh out, you know, Hey, I can still get an interest rate in the low threes or twos mm -hmm. with a mortgage payment with MI. And it's still significantly cheaper than gosh, any other time it has been in our, in our, in our economy. Exactly. I, when I bought my first home, I, was, I did it on an eight, the old school. He's about 80, to date himself really yeah, quick. Very much because we did an 80-20 loan Okay, back when those were around. So I avoided PMI on my first home. When we bought our second home, we looked at the flexibility of how much money do we want to leave in the bank? How much do we want to put down on this house? And where's our payment? You know, what are we comfortable with? And we only did 10% down on our second, on our the most recent home we purchased because of the fact that the MI rates were cheaper. And it just made more sense to keep that extra money in the bank. You know, you can do a lot with that money um, than you can having it all in there and having a hundred dollar lower payment each month. And also you got to, I mean, you have to look at it. A lot of these first time home buyers now are also like really good at do it yourself stuff. Yeah. So they're buying homes that might be a little bit less. They're putting a 3%, they're putting the 5% down and they're taking that money that they would have used for down payment and they're fixing the houses up. They're making exactly. these houses beautiful, right? That's, yeah. that's the part of it is making it, your home. Mm -hmm. And then down the line, when they take that next step into the bigger house or the family house, their home is beautiful. It's going to sell easily. It's going to have a lot more exactly. equity built into it. It's just, it just seems to be the better way to go nowadays. Absolutely. You can put that money into the amenities in your home that you want to have there because the typical starter home from when I was buying a home 18 years, 15 years ago, for my starter home, they're not there anymore. There's not the smaller condos. There's not the bungalows that are for sale. And if they are, they go off the market really hot. Absolutely. Um, so it's definitely an ability. And what I always equate it to is, is $70 a month. So $840 or $900 a year, let's call it. Is that if you were to tell me that you had to pay an extra $900 to live in the home that you absolutely wanted to live in, is that going to keep you out of the house when you're spending a couple hundred grand? Typically, no. Absolutely. So. It's a way to think about that. Um, I've had people equate it to, it's a cost of living fee. Think, there's a million ways of, to think about it. But what we want to get people away from thinking is it's a negative thing because it's not. It's really an insurance that's there for the lender to allow you to purchase the home with less than 20% equity. So less skin in the game for you, a little more that you have to pay. You know, you want to dance, you got to pay the band. You want to borrow, you got to pay the man. There you go. And Look at that. Yeah, you like you that? guys write that down. It's official like a referee with a whistle. Oh, my we got gosh. a couple of them coming today. The cliches are just flowing off the tongue today. They really are. They really are. So that was a big announcement this week was the lowering of the MI rates. Let me ask you about refinancing. I have, you know, let's say I have MI right now. 
but I still don't have 20% equity in my house. Would it still make sense to look at refinancing and lowering the MI rate on it? Is that possible to do? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you look at it, you're going to probably win twice in that situation. Again, let's just say hypothetically that equity standpoint isn't at the 20%, right? Mm -hmm. These MI factors have been dropping. I would say in the last five years, I could think of three or four times where they've dropped, yep. right? You're also having to look at when's the last time you actually refinance your home. Interest rates are still significantly lower than they were, they were 12, 18, 24 months ago. When you kind of combine those two things, not only are you going to drop your MI payment, but you're going to drop your monthly payment or drop your rate. There's a lot of savings still out there. I mean, it's it's almost, uh, you know, kind of an embarrassment of riches right now if you're looking to lower your payment or it lower is. your rate. There's still so many things out there that you can do. Um, cash out, home improvements. Absolutely. Um, and keep in mind, too, that if you're going to look at lowering your term, um, I've got a friend right now who's in a 30-year loan. They've been paying into it a couple of years. They want to look at going to a 20 or a 15 year loan without increasing their payment. Now, because of the dip in MI factor over the last couple of years and the lower, because if you go with a lower term, folks, your MI factor is going to be even lower because it's less risk for the bank because you're taking a lower term loan. So in their case, it makes a ton of sense. It keeps the payment exactly the same and they can cut 11 years off the term. So with what they have, of course, we're talking about a flex term mortgage, a little customization that we can offer here at Sock Mortgage. But in their case, it just makes a ton of sense for them if they do pull the trigger on it to do that. If they do wanna keep the payment similar, drop the term on the loan. So there's a lot of things with MI too that the term of your loan can impact. Yeah, and the most important thing is you just need to talk to somebody about it. You mm -hmm. need to talk to a lender or loan officer and get their honest opinion at your situation. Don't just go online or Google or YouTube it or whatever, because you're going you're gonna to just get the one blanket scenario. Your situation is different than everybody else's. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you get that custom look and that custom care when it comes to what works best for you and your situation. And there's times where you're in the perfect situation. Yeah. And that's our goal is to advise you whether you are or you're not and allow you to make that decision that's best for you and your family and your financial situation. It is weird. Our job is to write loans. But when you tell someone, like when you look at the situation, you go, I've got nothing that's going to improve this. There's a good feeling about telling someone. Absolutely. That, you know? that, that, that's a lot of hard work. And it's not easy to do because most people, most people can do some sort of improvement to their loan one yeah. way or another, whether Absolutely. it's, hey, I wanted to take cash out. I want to lower my term. I want to lower my rate. And then again, the other thing about PMI, we got to remember on these conventional loans, it's not a lifetime no. mortgage insurance like it is with some of our government loans out there. Exactly. So again, FHA is a popular loan for first-time homebuyers and people with a little bit of a higher debt. But remember, you're paying an upfront mortgage and a lifetime mortgage insurance. With our conventional loans, that PMI can be removed once you get below 80%. Exactly. And with how the housing market has been recently... It's good to just check and see if you have it now, if your equity is available yep. to get it removed. Absolutely. A lot of those loans are not getting appraisals either. Yep, exactly. They're, they're, I believe I, my, the term I heard this morning, or I'm sorry, the percentage I heard this morning was 60% of refinances right now um, through the lenders that we, our network, 60% appraisal waivers. It's so that's huge. a big it's huge. It, it, it saves you, you know, four to $600 yep. and it saves you so much time. You're looking at loans without appraisals. They close in like eight to 12 calendar days. Yep as opposed to 14 to 20 days if it needs an appraisal. Exactly. And I don't know about you, but to save at least $10,000 in interest over the life of a loan, definitely worth five minutes to take the assessment, see if it makes any sense or not. Absolutely. And look at the time of year that we're coming up upon, right? The holidays, right? 
this is the perfect time you refinance. You skip one, maybe two payments. You save a little extra, you got a little extra spending cash for the holidays coming up. So it's all about timing. It's all about looking and speaking to the right people to make sure they take care of you with that stuff. Absolutely. So another question that I have, what are tax prorations? Why am I paying these? I'm already paying property taxes on the house. Well, the tax prorations are confusing and it depends also on where you live. Michigan is one of the weirder states mm -hmm. because we're paying our taxes in advance. Yep. Okay. So when you buy a new house, we have two different sets of taxes you pay. Mm -hmm. Your county and your city or your summer and your winter taxes. Yep. They have two different disbursement periods. And the person who already owns your home, more times than not, has already paid that. Yes. So when you're getting to the closing table to buy your new home, you have to refund them a proration. Exactly. Essentially, it's a credit for the time that they've already paid that you're going to live in that house that they won't. Exactly. I guess that's the easiest way I can put that, it. That's the best way to put it. Um, it it can get mis-explained a lot. That is the most direct way to do it. You are paying the person back for the portion that you're going to live in the home that they already pay the taxes for. Yeah. Now, it's so weird because when you look at other states, other states, they pay them the other way around. Yep. So when you close, you're actually getting a credit towards your closing costs because you're paying for a time that they were in there instead of vice versa. Exactly. Um, and Michigan's just a weird one, man. We got two different disbursements. We pay ahead. Some states are one disbursement. They pay behind. It's just, you know, it's and, a little Michigan real estate. Tip and we've for you. typically got either our summer or winter. The one is a significantly higher amount yep. than the other. And there are certain counties where it's your winter taxes are yep. significantly more. And then there's a lot where it's your summer taxes are more. So check that out with your real estate agent. And you know what? Don't be afraid to ask the seller's agent, hey, what are, did they already pay the property taxes for this year? And everything like that so that you can have an idea when you're working with your broker of those figures to plug in there for the tax prorations because there's nothing worse than getting hit an extra thousand bucks on tax prorations when you're about to close or getting hit kind of over the head with that so to speak while you're in process and that's a, an expense you didn't know was out there well and, and when that happens you can kind of tell the experience of the loan officer or the company that you're working with exactly. because if you're working with an experienced loan officer or company they're going to assume transfer taxes a cost to you no matter what. Yep. They're going to err on the side of caution. They might show you an extra $1,500 or $2,000 in fees, maybe even higher for parations, but trust them they're doing that so you don't get a surprise at the closing table. Exactly. Because that's when you run into issues. Absolutely. It's always so important to get those things as accurate as possible. And like I always have said, I'm going to estimate high probably by a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars because if I tell you ten grand to come into the table and you come in at eighty five hundred, I'm a great guy. But if you if I tell you eighty five hundred and you come in at eighty seven, you're not going to be a big fan of me. Right. And my whole business is based off you liking me. Right. One dollar so, over. Oh man. Big, it, oh my gosh. It, it it hurts. It's a big budget change. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> as well, it should though. You know what I mean? It does kind of feel like what? I'm getting soaked here. Yeah. Why didn't you know? Why didn't you know that up front? Yeah, how right? dare you not know that up front? So, uh, the other question that we have is, John, why can't I get the rate that I saw advertised on TV? Oh wow! Why? <laughs> why? That's such a good question because it's a bullshit rate. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sorry, sorry to say that that no, way. It, it's it reminds me of my cousin Vinny when he goes up there and he taught and the the lawyer, the defense attorney is talking about, or no, it's the prosecutor goes up there and gives her this question about this car that doesn't exist. Yes. It's a bullshit question, right? Yep. It's a bullshit rate. The rate is a unicorn. 
mm-hmm. there's there's one person that can get that rate and that guy doesn't exist it's the same thing when you see you know a, a cadillac going for 289 a month right yeah. it doesn't happen um what, what's your what's your take on that i guess i was mine was a little strong no mine's kind of the same thing is that it's an advertisement you know part of the reason we don't advertise rates um and teasers is because we know that it's a bullshit thing from the larger banks to get you to go in because the thing is, is that teaser rate is not what, what they call the par rate. That's a rate with things bought into it. And just like the Cadillac for 289 down, you're absolutely, you can have it if you're going to put down 11 grand at signing yep. or whatever it may be. So it's one of those things where it's a teaser to get you into the door, but it's not realistic for what am I going to be spending with cost and things like that? Because oftentimes the difference for that is so expensive that you're never going to recoup that from what you would have at the par rate or even buying it down by 1% or something like that. So yeah, yeah. it's just a big, big difference when you see those advertisements. It's to get you to go to, you know, the big red machine, yeah. the big blue machine, or, you know, the American flag machine uh, lenders that are out there. So it's an advertisement that you get. You're typically not going to see a rate advertised by your local mortgage broker. And the reason is, is because we're not trying to get you just to flood the website so we can hit you over the head with something and get you in the boat. Ours is more of a consumer to consumer relationship and relationship driven than transaction driven. Yeah, for sure. And you know, again, the amount of people that actually get the rate that is that is offered on those commercials oh, is yeah, so few so and far between. Yeah. And those people just have a ton of money that they can throw around because to them, it makes sense. Exactly. But to the average person, to you, to me, to Matt, if we went and if we did our own refinance, we're not getting those rates because nope. it's just not cost effective for the average person. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So that's why if you asked anybody, hey, you know, oh, I called, you know, whoever that number, that 1-800 number, and I asked for that rate, how many of them actually took it? It's probably less than 1% if I had to take a guess. Yeah. And that's what you'll see is with a broker, Again, we are usually cheaper than a lot of those companies. Absolutely. So we, we might not give you that rate, that bullshit rate, yeah. but we're going to give you a really, really good rate that fits your situation and Absolutely. what you're looking for. And that's the final question that we're going to answer today in our segment. That's it. Is because I was asked this weekend, well, isn't it way cheaper if I just go through them? I mean, they're so large. No, it is not cheaper to go to the larger places because think about it. They've got a marketing budget to draw you in. Who's paying for that marketing budget? The people that do loans through them. So your independent mortgage broker, whether it's Sock Mortgage or Six Mile Mortgage Hut in Plymouth, you know, there's a lot of different things that are places that are out there, but your independent mortgage broker, A, we're shopping lenders to find the best combination of cost-effective rates and customer service. And I'll tell you, as a man who sold the commercial rates for his first dozen or so years in the mortgage business, I hated when they would bring me a broker quote because I knew it was always going to be a cheaper rate, significantly cheaper cost, and they could close the loan faster than me. Yeah, you always you always lost there. And then yeah. all, all you tried to do was just bash, well, they're looking, they're small. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's mm-hmm. David Goliath, but, you know, Goliath doesn't have any, any, he doesn't have good rates. He doesn't yeah, have a good exactly. process. He doesn't have good service. He's, he's got just, that size. He's just gigantic. Yeah, exactly. So it's working with the independent mortgage broker, which, you know, we could get into the broker world versus retail and everything like that and all the changes that have happened in the last 15 years in that world. But it is always going to be 
faster, easier, and cheaper to work with your local mortgage brokers. And it's a service relationship that you're developing. It's not a transaction where you're one of 10,000 people that closed that month. So it just is what it is. You know, you're working with an independent broker and, you know, we're closing anywhere from 10 to 30 loans a month. So it's a different environment. There's more one-on-one -on -one personal service and, you know, we're in a customer service oriented business and world anymore. So that's the main thing there when you're looking at that. Well, John, we're kind of wrapping things up now. We're hitting the home stretch. I want to make sure everyone goes and checks out the website because I liken it to a Ferrari versus a go-kart. Yeah, the new website is, uh, is is way better. I was uh, being a you know do-it-yourself tech guy when the website first launched a year ago, uh, and you just realize, man, it's uh, you got to make some changes. You got to upgrade. You got to make sure you can give the people what they want. And it was it was time for a new website, man. It was time for a facelift. And man, we're giving them what they need because that is a great website. You know what? I mean, it's because we've become a conglomerate. Yeah, I mean, we are, like you said to me the other day, I'm the king of media in the Midwest. Yes, so, yes, the king, you are the king of all media, like we, what you've been on. Lately. Yeah, in the Midwest, though. Yeah. Uh, specifically the Midwest. Specifically the Midwest. Yeah. I actually um, think I narrowed it down to your street, too, when I was being specific. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. 21 and card, yeah. I am the king of media. We've got wow. podcasts, we've got YouTube channels, we've had websites that are incredible. Yeah. Um, we're also a really good mortgage company, man. That's really what it comes That's down really to. That's really what our niche is, yeah. is, is helping you finance your home. But we appreciate the feedback you guys have been giving us. We appreciate the downloads, the subscriptions. Um, like we said, if you could give it us a review, five stars, even if you just type a sentence, following directions, whatever it may be, believe it or not, that really helps us out. That really helps our partners out as well. But definitely go check us out. Give us a like on Facebook as well, but check out the new website, sockmortgage.com. You don't even have to type in www. No, we're going to save you the time. No www. It's just sockmortgage.com. Sockmortgage.com. I love it. I love it. Well, John, is there anything else you want to hit the people with right now? No, it's it. I, I think, what do you say we, we always say? We've said it all. We've said we, it all. We've certainly said enough. That's it. All right. Well, listen, thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you.